Welcome to episode 109 of the Inside Jogging Podcast. A couple of weeks to catch up on after a small scheduling issue amongst my fellow hosts last week. So we'd probably best crack on with a bit of news over the last couple of weeks from New York and Frankfurt Marathon alongside some domestic cross-country relay action this weekend gone. But before all of that, in a week where it was announced that dating app Bumble's share price has dropped by 80% in the last two years, I can confirm it had nothing to do with this man's departure from the dating scene around the same time. How's life in university halls this week, Joshua? I wondered if you're going to go Shane first. Is Shane, are you on Bumble? We'll come to it in a second. <laughs> um, yeah. All good, all good, thank you. Uh, I was going to say it feels like we've not recorded in a while, but that's because we haven't. Yeah, it's been nearly two weeks. Um, a long two weeks. But yeah, let's welcome my other co-host um, this evening, who is probably the main reason for the decline in the female-friendly app, considering his reputation reputation for pestering. How's life in the bachelor pad this week, Shane? Yeah, it's great. Um, it's funny you should say that, because um, on Instagram, I think maybe maybe last week, I, I liked a photo of a, of a female guest that you've had on, and she called me a creep. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm intrigued who. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can tell oh, okay. after the show. Will do. We've got plenty of, of training to talk about. Although I think, Shane, you've probably got less than the other two of us, so you can kick off. I've got the date up because I know you'd struggle with that. It's October the 23rd we're rolling back to. Sweet. Well, I'm actually going to read from Strava because um, I've been grumpy and haven't updated my own training diary. Um, so 23rd of October, as always, is a Monday because the week starts on Monday. That's it. So, does it not start on a Sunday? No, never starts on a Sunday. Okay, just check anyone who says they do. Anyone that feature should be disabled in life, <laughs> it shouldn't be an option. Monday, stay one of the week. I agree. Yeah, how the week starts. Um, <clears throat> Sorry, I haven't actually got the driver up. It's taking its time because the broadband still hasn't arrived. Well, it's arrived, but it's not connected. I was going to so, say this is this is classic time killing. Yeah. If I've ever heard it. <laughs> the good news is there really is not much to go through. So two weeks ago, um, so the Sunday before was when I did that twenty-four miles that I said I struggled with. Um, Monday did ten mile in seventy-two minutes, odd, and I actually felt okay on Monday. I do remember that. Tuesday, uh, I think, was when we had rain again, like the whole run. And I think a... you could just say it rained every run for the last two weeks <laughs> and was windy. It's, it's yeah. rained a lot. We've had, we've had a lot of wind. Um, but this was like proper piss wet through, just Josh pissing himself sort of territory. Um, so around with Tom, running-wise felt fine, but yeah, it was just a bit of a miserable run. On the Wednesday, we went to a session Um which was a bit of an experiment. So I was looking forward to that. So the session on Wednesday, we had three miles at target marathon pace, five half miles off a minute at threshold, 
uh, two mile tempo, which is quicker than marathon effort. Uh, and then four quarter miles off of one minute. Uh, uh, well, fast. So probably should have been 10K effort. It was probably closer to 5K effort for me. Um, and then we did three mile marathon pace at the end or target marathon pace. Um, went pretty well, actually. I was quite happy with it. I I didn't feel all that great in the first um, the first sort of marathon pace tempo. And on the warm up, actually, I was a bit pissed off because my shin was hurting. And I, it it didn't ease off in the in the marathon pace thing. So I was like, I might have to like not might have to call it a day here. But once we got to the the shorter reps at threshold, um, it, it eased up quite a lot, and I felt pretty good after that. Um, the two mile tempo, I can't remember my actual. Uh, I think we did that at like five thirteen pace. The two mile tempo. Well, let's start with three mile. So three mile tempo. Okay. So three mile is five twenty five. Yeah. Um, all of the the thresholds, the half miles were, I think, were two thirty, two thirty one. It's got one in two thirty three. Um, if we were originally going to do eight hundred, but I didn't set my watch up, so two mile in ten twenty five. Two mile in ten twenty five. Um, and I try, I took, I deliberately took my gel on the fat on this bit, um, to see what it was like, and it was horrendous. Tom got me, and I had to like surge to catch up. I got gel everywhere. It was horrible. Um, then we did the quarter miles or 400 meters, whatever you want to call them, in uh, 111, 110, 111, 112. And then the three mile at the end, uh, did in 1615, so it was 525 pace. Um, symmetry, none of us really symmetry of that is beautiful. Start with 1615, finish with 1615. It's nice, isn't it? Um, the good thing about that last tempo was. Tom kept looking at his watch and he was being a bit of a, a bit of a twat about it because he was like surging and then going too easy. He was basically just, I think it's getting up in his head. So I said, just start looking at your watch and just run to feel. That's the point of this tempo is to try and get an idea of, of you know, what it's going to be like running marathon pace when we're a bit, a little bit tired. So we both didn't look at our watches for the, for probably best part of two miles and we're bang on pace, so it's pretty good. Um, he looked really strong in the last mile. The last mile for me was quite hard, actually. So I, I think I was I was kind of happy with where I was at. Now, I, my stomach didn't feel great at the start anyway, so I'm kind of making an excuse here. But by the time we finished and started jogging again, my stomach felt horrific. I did not react well to the gel I took. And... The, the, I think Tom actually took a picture of me. Actually, I didn't realise a few days later and put on Strava. I was not in a good way on that call down. I was adamant I was getting three mile in, but it was horrendous. Like, I actually have felt better on some of my hungover long runs than I have on that call down. It's one of the hardest call down I've ever done. Um, so that was disgusting. But I was happy with what I did. Um, I gained sort of a bit of an insight into uh, what happens when your body doesn't take on fuel very well. So I learned a lot. Um, the problem was the next morning I woke up and my shin was quite sore. So the plan on Thursday was was to do uh, two, two runs of about seven miles. So I ran in the morning uh, with Ronnie and the dogs. But my sh it just didn't ease up, and it was quite sore. So I called that first run at four point one six miles, um, and it was really sore through the day. 
we were coaching up in the evening. We was actually on the track, and I thought I'll run around with one of the lads to try and just just uh, push him a little bit. He's doing really well, so I was like, I just wanted to sort of help him gain confidence that he could go quicker. And I thought, oh, it's going to be reasonably quick, so it might help ease my shin up. I.e., the quicker running on the session helped to ease it off. And it didn't. It made it loads, loads worse. It was really sore after that. And then on Friday, I woke up, I was ill. So I've basically been burning the candle at many ends. And my body told me about that. So I actually took the whole weekend off, um, mainly to let the shin settle. But if I had a cold as well, it served two purposes. So that was that week. And I don't know exactly what, but I think that's about 46 miles. Yeah, 47.3. Um, hey. So just going back to that session on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I remember Tom, well, I've got your plan. And I said to Tom, oh, you've got a big session on Wednesday. And he sort of said, oh, is it? And I was like, if you're doing a decent warm-up and cool-down, you're getting 20 miles in on Wednesday afternoon. And you did. You, well, you got 20 and a half miles in, I think. Um, because the session, you did 14 and a half miles at 5.37s, that, which is pretty solid. I thought it was in, the pace you did at the first three mile and last three mile is bang on 2.22 pace, which is kind of, you know, I think where we're all feeling it might be at, but might be a little bit quicker. Where did the session come from? So it's actually a bit of an adaptation from, um, I can't remember where I got it from. It, it's it's We've done this session before, and it's like, I think the session we adapted it from was something like two two mile tempo, or two mile, I think, basically your aerobic threshold or marathon pace. Then I think it's four by half a mile. Then I think it's two mile tempo, uh, quicker Oh, no, no, sorry. It's three mile at marathon pace, four quarter miles or 800s, two mile, 10 seconds per mile quicker than your first tempo. Then I think it's four or five times, uh, four to six times 400 meters. And then it's one mile, uh, 10 seconds quicker than your middle tempo. Which is what I thought. Yeah, when I thought, that's why I said to Tom, I thought I I bet it's three, two, one separated by some quicker reps. Yeah. Um, because that going back to three mile at marathon pace after all of that work, as you say, is it's a good test of how your legs feel. So interesting. Yeah, it it, it was deliberate, and when we did that session before, it was really com- it was a really easy session because your recoveries are quite a lot. So I think what we did this time, I think I think we did make some of the recoveries a bit shorter between the shorter reps, but the plan was really let's just see what it's like doing marathon pace after all of that work. Um, so I was quite happy that we got 14 and a half miles at that pace um, in that manner. Um, again, differences if you were training for 10K is you like we we obviously floated or well jogged, well ran all of the all of the recoveries. And so they weren't exactly all that slow. You know, if I was training for 10K and I was doing it over session, I might have been walking the recoveries or just completely resting them. So we just made a few small tweaks to it to try and gear it more towards a marathon, put some hard work on our body and see and see what happened. Um, incidentally, for me at that time, um, yeah, it was too much because I woke up ill two days later and it fucked my shin up. So I quite liked the session. 
at the time, it was something I think I would repeat again. Um, and I've I'll give it to a couple of clients as well to see see how they got on. Just yeah, a bit too much for me at the moment. So Shane, I would describe that as finding the line. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think actually my last three miles, I found the line. That that last mile was actually quite difficult in me holding that same pace. Whereas Tom was full of running at the end. Um I, I, I couldn't have done any more than that. I don't and I don't think I should have done. And yeah, one argument is well, my whole training and life, I guess, over the last two to three weeks, I've crossed the line ultimately because I've got injured and ill. Um, hey, don't, don't tell us about your illegal activities. Say hey, <laughs> the Patreon episode. Um, shall we? Let's go to your next week because um, I stopped you before you went into October. No problem. So, I mean, this is going to be a quick, a quick weekend away. So, Monday I was testing really. So I ran with a client, did 30 minutes, and then we did some hill sprints. Um, I, I ran the hill sprints with her, and actually my shin, it was a bit of a test for the shin as well, and it was fine. Could feel it a little bit. Tuesday, I went for a run with Ronnie. We did um, seven, just over seven miles. Shin felt a bit better, but I could still feel it. Wednesday, I ran, uh, I think, with Tom, or on my own, I can't actually remember. I did 72 minutes, and again, Shin felt marginally better. Thursday, I went for one on my own. And to be honest, my shin started hurting, but the main issue was I needed a shit. Um, my belly's not, uh, it's regressed in my time not winning so much. So to be honest, my, my belly sort of went a little bit first and then my shin started hurting. So I'm not surprised that my shin started hurting once I got Mardi. I just got Mardi that I couldn't do 10 miles. And then I went off to uh, to coaching afterwards. I, I didn't have to take any wild poos for for those people that keep messaging me on Instagram, saying they have intel on me now. Um, so uh, yeah, on Friday I just didn't run because I like I'm well. I told myself it was so I could just have another day of resting the shin, which I do think did it some good. But it was mainly because I was just in a Mardi and I couldn't be bothered and it was raining and windy and miserable like it's been. But Saturday, uh, we'd originally arranged a session from Newark and three of us had to bail on it. So uh, I wanted to test the shin out. It felt better. And I also wanted to test it at marathon pace because if I couldn't do it, then I'm, you know, I was going to have to maybe really rethink my next five weeks. So the session we had planned was... 6k 5k 4k 3k 2k 1k i was like i'm going to do the 6k and 5k and that was off a k float by the way i was i was going to do the 6 and the 5k to test my shin out just to see if it if it coped um and then if it felt okay i'll do the 4k um in the warm-up my belly hurt a little bit so i was thinking here we go again (laughs) um but luckily that played ball so i ended up doing the six k 5k 4k off a k flow um the first 6k i I just i found really difficult it felt like we were surging it was like kind of windy but not windy so i think i was just being a bit soft as well and it just felt generally uncomfortable and my heart felt high um if i'd gone to my laps but we did that first 6k in 526 average um, I accidentally split my watch at the wrong time. I was trying to change it for miles to Ks. Uh, so I made a 6K rep in 20, 
2020-ish. Um, <clears throat> K flow in 356, which is 621 pace. Then the 5K, we was on the track out and back, and I think we had a back win for this one. And By track, you mean cycle pass? Not cycle path. Yeah, it's, it's where the park run is. And then after, I think after about a mile and a bit, it, it turns into a bit of mud. So there's a few puddles that was a bit tricky, but it's fine. Um, so we did that 5K in 1639. So a bit on the quicker side, but I, I do think we had the backwind. My heart rate for that was lower than the first rep and I felt so much better as well. Uh, another K float in 355. Um, and then I did the 4K in, we turned around and the 4K in 1334, which is 528 pace. I think that was a combination of Tom, Tom's in better shape than me and he, he likes to, to to be on the front. So that last rep was a combination of we did turn around into into a bit of a headwind. It wasn't all that strong, but it was it was raining by this point and it was a bit a bit shit. But also I was conscious of I need to I need to be relaxing on these reps, not pushing them. So I was trying to make sure I relaxed a bit and and so Tom just stuck with me. Um then I did the float with Tom to a K. And then I went back to the car because I was so cold and wet, but I was kind of happy with what I've done. And Tom went and did an extra rep. So I was quite happy with that. Oh, and I didn't really cool down because I, I couldn't be asked. Um, so I was quite happy with that because I passed the test. Um, I felt pretty good by the end of it uh, in terms of effort wise. So I'm looking forward to getting back on it. Sunday, yesterday, I... I couldn't really be bothered to run if I'm being completely honest. My mojo's gone a little bit. I ran with Tom in the evening uh, after I'd played squash for a few hours and did five and a bit miles. I think we averaged seven oh something. Oh, seven sixteen, a bit slower. And so I think last week was maybe about 50 miles, was it? 48.3, I think. There you go, a little bit less. So two lower weeks, navigating injury, illness. We'll we'll see what happens this next week, but I feel a lot better. And machine, I did ten miles tonight. Machine's fine, so I think you know we've got five weeks still. Um, you got three, three and a half weeks still of decent training. I think you just got to get back on it. You know, it's easy, you know, when you miss a few runs, like you said, you sort of lose a bit of focus. You know, I can't be bothered. But if you if you get back onto it in the next three weeks. Those missed days won't really count for anything. Yeah, and and I think this is also the the difference in my approach to Malaga. Like I'm trying to learn from it, and you know I'm not expecting to get back in decent shape for 10k and then make that exact transition up to the marathon. If I did, I'd maybe be trying to run like a 218 or 219. I'm not trying for that. It's why my window is big in the first place. It's I've got freedom and. To be fair, like I will be thinking I can run a 220 to 222. Doesn't mean I'm gonna gonna shoot for that. Again, if the group's on 224 pace, it just means I've got a bit of a buffer because my weakness is gonna be enduring that pace, not running that pace. Um exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Good, good. Um not the best two weeks, but you got some running done, couple of sessions done. So you're fine. Josh. Yeah. What have you been up to for the last two weeks? Right. So a bit of a mixed bag, actually. Um, so the 23rd uh, of October, 
Uh, I had eight mile recovery run and I overdressed for this quite a lot. Um, that was my comment. It's a while back. I can't remember it too much. I'm going to be honest. Um, I would have definitely been in a jacket and trackies though. That's for sure. I'm trying to remember. Uh, it was raining just before I left and I wore a jacket, long sleeve and a short sleeve and I was a bit toasty. Then finished that, went straight to the gym, uh, did 40 minutes on the bike. That's prime Clash Clans farming territory right there. This is when you said you were ill. Ah, yes, you're correct. You record it, all comes, it all comes back to you now. So that's why I overdressed. Um, I, I felt a bit rough. So uh, that's why I ran a bit slower as well. I thought 644, that, something's gone terribly wrong there. Um, but yeah, that was Monday. Tuesday, I went uh, to Cardiff Met and jumped on the treadmill um, because the weather was horrific. So that was three mile warm up, three mile warm down. So I just did 640s, which is, I think, what, four tens? There's about four tens on the treadmill. And then I had 10 minutes at 5.30s, 15 minutes at 5.25s, 15 at 5.20s, 10 at 5.15s. Um, made the mistake. I didn't have any socks which were fit for purpose, so I didn't wear any. Um, and my the shoes I wore, so I ran in the uh, New Balance 1080s, but then I did actually wear Vaporflies for the progression. And the, the blood residue... uh is has stained my 1080s unfortunately then warming down so we recorded this night we were a little bit late well i say we i was a little bit late um my warm down got a little bit tasty near the end and i must say that john sanderson did not approve and neither did jack miller because he liked his comment so i ran 606 604 543 to be fair the last mile is downhill um I was like 5.57 average, but John Sanderson commented on that saying, I refuse to believe this is a warm down. But to be fair, right, he says my heart rate's high. My heart rate, and I'll come to this uh, when I come to Sunday's run this week, or sorry, last week, is sometimes very, very wrong. So, uh, yeah, uh, it, was, it was probably far too fast for a warm down, but I was in a rush. Um, then Wednesday... In the morning, jumped on the bike, did 40 minutes. And then in the evening, it did eight miles. Um, I went for a different route, actually, because it was it was dark. I don't know if you guys have noticed how dark it gets now. Um, so I went around Rowe Flake. I, I thought, actually, I'm going to do something a little bit hillier. So I went out to sort of Cardiff Met, and it's a, a little bit rolling up there. So, um, yeah, did that eight miles, 630s. I've not noticed. Then... Sorry? I've not noticed the dark. Why? I just what what was that comment? I don't know if you've noticed the dark. Can't, how can you not notice it? Oh, I thought you were joking. Well, happens you wouldn't every, notice it if you ran at nine a.m. every day. Happens every year, mate. <laughs> um, and I did some strides actually after that because I thought I've not done much sort of anything a little bit poppier um in a while. So I thought, yeah, do do some of them, and then, um. I did, so this was more like a steady state run. And these, I actually left to run out 
side. I got to the end of the road. I saw Maddie and I followed her. I basically went back to the house because I get that's sounding weird. Yeah. Well, let's stop there. Let's just let's just clarify to the listeners. Who's Maddie, John? So yeah, no, so I went back to my basically she just finished her run and I went back quickly. Um I need to drop my key off or something. And as I turned literally to walk back out the door, it started absolutely hammering it down. I thought, I can't do it. I just cannot bring myself to do it. So I thought, fuck it, I'm going to go to the gym and run on the treadmill again. So I did 20 minutes at four minute Ks, 60 minutes at 325s and 20 minutes at four tens because I'd worked out from the week before because I basically had the same thing the week before uh, or two weeks before, I can't remember. Um, if you do 20 minutes at fours and 20 minutes at four tens, With your 60 minutes at 325s, it's bang on 17 miles. So I thought, bank it on the warm-up, because you won't want to bank it on the warm-down. So, yeah, think ahead. So that's, it actually worked out 17 miles, 553s, and it was grim. It was boring. I get so sweaty on the treadmill. It's not not nice when people are around, but there we go. I told you, secret is just to buy one for your house. Yeah, I know. Really need to. Um, so that yeah, that was Thursday, um, and my legs felt pretty good Thursday. Uh, sorry, um, this week actually. Um, but by the sort of bit of a sniffy cold beginning of the week, felt my legs felt pretty good, especially on that progression. Actually, I felt really full of running. Then Friday morning, um, got Dan Hamilton back out. Um, so did eight miles, six nineteens. Actually, it was probably a bit slower than this because my GPS went a little bit awol the last mile or so. We were probably running sort of low sixes, but my last mile for some reason is 5.37. And I genuinely didn't run that fast. Um, but if you look at the GPS, it's gone mental. Um, so, yeah. So probably, I don't know, what it would probably five, uh, 6.25s. Complete guess there, but. Um, and I've just lost my week because I clicked off it. Any 12 next. There we go. Yeah. Um, and then... Saturday I did 12 miles hilly um so I did my normal sort of figure of eight loop um just the additional two miles which do you know what it start I I hit one of the hills pretty hard at 10 miles and I got off the top I thought oh I think I overcooked it but it came like it, I think it was probably just a bit of lactic um and then I actually felt fine I did wear a heart rate monitor for this because I was quite curious to see what my heart rate would be And I don't know how you boys wear them. Honestly, I wanted to rip it off like instantly. I don't wear it. And no. Uh, they tend to they tend to just dig in and um can't find it now. and cut me, so it's given up. There we go. It's uh I'm trying to find my heart rate. How the fuck do you find it? Oh, 162 beats average. And what I found is I was kind of looking at it on the uphills um, and I was probably getting up to about 175. So I was working pretty hard. Um, but yeah, it's quite, it's quite, like I say, it's quite a hilly loop. So I try to try to push the ups, but not force the downs. That's probably the easiest way to describe it. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's quite, it's quite a nice run because it doesn't, you don't have to worry about the pace. You can literally run as hard as you want to run. So I actually did that one a little bit harder than I had the last few times because yeah, I just kind of wanted wanted to run a bit harder, to be honest. Um, so yeah, that was Saturday, and then Sunday I ran with uh ran with Dan again and um David. Uh, so I did twenty miles, 
average 608. So the last few, um, basically Dan did, I think, 12. David did 12 as well. So I did the last eight on my own. Um, but yeah, that was uh, not too bad, actually. Um, so the, for the week, uh, for the week, I think it's just under 90. It's going to add my bikes in on because I'm on my laptop. Had it on a second ago, wasn't it? 89 uh, yeah, 89.1 yeah there you go um, oh yeah it won't count my bikes because they're on the spin bike there we go and then this week was probably less less good less good worse or go worse <laughs> so where monday lunchtime um so i was actually in london i went down to london in the evening on sunday um so i went to one of our uh, our local gym from the office and um, did 40 minutes on the bike. Then what I found is if I go on the spin bike, I'm really lazy. So I really, I made a conscious effort not to go on my phone for that 40 minutes. And I just looked at the wall in front of me and I put my heart rate on, um, like, and my thing, I basically just tried to minimum go 115, 120. Um, but I'm actually average 124 beats per minute. Gosh, do you think that's the longest you've ever been without looking at your phone? Oh, yeah, probably. I it's I find it really hard actually, <laughs> really really hard. It's absolutely zero chance he didn't look at his phone for forty minutes. Yeah, did you know what the, the new the, with the my new phone? It's got this always on display. I don't know if you've seen it, and basically, you know, if you get a text, it like flashes. My phone is constantly like that, so I always I constantly think I've got a text. We know it's constantly flashing. <laughs> no. <laughs> With no, without a notification, uh, it's quite annoying. But there we go. Uh, in the evening, I got a. I, so I had a few tours this week, uh, or last week, I should say. So Monday evening, I was desperate not to run on my own. So I messaged Ross Braden. So does he? Does he want some company? If it is, if he's running. And amazingly, he was running at half seven, which was perfect because I had a bit of work I needed to do. And where he runs is quite hilly, actually. So we ran uh, from Forest Hill around the outsides of Dulwich Park um did eight miles 624s it was a nice little route had to take a what i would say is probably a brave situational toilet stop if you were there in the day you would not stop there i can tell you that for sure <laughs> ross certainly will vouch for that um so yeah that was monday tuesday was my first double run day in since april basically since the week before the marathon and it made me feel shit, to be honest. So I did in the morning, uh, well, lunchtime actually, just over five miles, 6.31s. And then in the evening, I had six by a mile at threshold. And this is like a staple Rob session. So I've done it so many times, off a minute. I know what I can do. I know sort of rough effort. So I've gone out and I thought five minute mile in, that would be fine. Like if I feel good for 55s, so I've warmed up, felt fine. First mile uh, was five minutes. But actually, my watch says 450. Uh, sorry, Travis says 459. But we'll go with five minutes. Second one, 506. I thought, oh, maybe I've lost a bit of GPS. Third one, 508. I honestly, I thought it has to be wrong. There is no way this intensity is 508. So I, my recovery finished just outside the track. I thought, fuck it, I'm going on the track. Um, because I trusted the, the laps more. First lap, 
77, 78. I thought, oh, the GPS is fine. <laughs> you got it back to a five-minute mile? I got it back to five. <laughs> and do you know what? That was all in the last lap. So I was still uh, three seconds over. I, honestly, I was almost, I was startled and just like, I, yeah, I, just, I didn't know what to do. I was like, oh my God, I feel, because I didn't feel good either. I felt horrendous. Um, and then yeah, five minutes for the next one and four fifty nine for the last one. Sorry, the second, the second, the uh, which one is the the fifth one was four fifty nine as well. I missed my watch. Um, yeah, I actually even though one, two, three, basically two of them were slower than what I wanted. In my head, that was an absolute disaster. Like I honestly, it was it was so bad. But, yeah, you probably, you probably worked it out right. I mean, you've just got back to your biggest mileage week. You've done a long while. You done twenty yeah. on Sunday, and then you've done yeah. it today. Yeah. So I think I think the the hilly run the day before actually took a bit out of my legs, and also the double from the office. They're quite a few hilly runs, and I think they just they've actually added up. And I'll come to it when I get to Thursday as well. Um, more than I probably anticipated. I hadn't had a massage in probably ten days. Like just a few things added up, um, but it was more. I was just shocked that it felt as hard as it did, and maybe it was just an intensity thing. Like I'd taken, uh, taken sort of it for granted, and actually I should just be, be running a bit harder because because I've been doing the steady runs. They're like pretty easy as an effort. They're like it's not a it's not a hard run if you know what I mean. So when you come to actually doing something hard, because oh, I found this before when you go from marathon stuff to ten k stuff the feel is completely different but I, I i really struggle with it so anyway what did i do the day after i went on a hilly run <laughs> with uh so i got a tour of Hampstead with alex lepetri took me around some very nice areas um so I did eight and a half six forties i tell you six forties around there is harder than six forties the the first half was fucking hilly and then yeah i mean we got we got moving a little bit on the, the second half to be fair but um yeah nice um again probably wore one layer too many because it was raining quite a lot so i had a jacket on but up that up that set, sort of second set of uh hills i was getting a little bit warm should we say then back to cardiff um also before before actually that i did a bike in the evening uh for just 40 minutes and then uh, I must have got the train after. Oh, no, sorry. I got the train back and then uh, bikes after that. Um, so, yeah, I was in uh, in Cardiff in the evening. Then in the morning, I had a f- another double. So five miles, 6.34s. Then, again, I was running really late on Thursday evening. So I went and did eight. I had eight by K. I thought three minute reps. This will be so easy on the treadmill. You just put it on. Don't think about it. So I did my warm up. I thought, I thought, right, let's firstly see how fast does the treadmill go. It maxed out at three minute Ks. Perfect. I was like, just jump on. I did some strides at three minute Ks. I thought there is no way on earth this is three minute Ks. I felt like Usain Bolt. And that was more like the intensity, not the speed. Um, and I was like, there is no way on earth I'm going to be able to do a K at this. So I thought, I'm going to try. So I jumped on and within 40, 45 seconds, I was like, I cannot run this pace. So I, I took it down 
to 18 19.8 which is 302s and then i had to take it down again to 19.6 which was 305s so that was the first probably six i think it was um oh no sorry the first five then the sixth one i went back up because i started to feel a bit better and then the seventh one i did 302 and then the last one i thought fuck it i'm not going to be defeated i went back to the three minutes and like it was all right what i found was my hamstrings were just really really tight so i had 90 second recovery and i just took it literally to stretch my hamstrings on every single one and i it was easing off um and then i did three mile warm down after that but i actually i couldn't could not cope with any more treadmill so i went outside um, and actually the weather wasn't too bad because it was that storm kieran or something but oh what the other thing i've forgotten to mention on this i tried the bicarb the morton uh, well morton had bought it out but i think it's been going for quite a while um should we go into detail now or after my week yeah go now okay so firstly what i will say is i didn't know the price of it is absolutely extortionate 15 pounds a sachet like ridiculous secondly um so uh, uh, the performance gains or better losses from it i would say i can't judge from that session because it was on the treadmill and i think it's quite hard to quantify it unless i'm on the track or something um so performance wise i'm not actually going to sort of include the the side effects are generally i think a lot of gassiness and I know I've spoke to some people that basically makes them need to go to the loo. Um, I definitely had the first of those, but I didn't have the latter. So I basically found, so you basically what you do is you mix this solution, then you drop some like tablets in it and then you have to eat them, but you can't chew the tablets. So imagine a Morton gel, but runnier and you just have to swallow it with bits in. That's how I would describe it. You can't chew it. It's a weird, weird sensation. And honestly, after I'd finished this pot, it was like someone had put a pump in my stomach and just pumped it full of air. I just felt like a hot air balloon in me. Um, carpet, right, you say? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go into my youth, but you put bicarb and a seagull takes it. They get quite gassy. I've heard, I've heard about this. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah. i've got a membership at the rspb i'll have you know so <laughs> well i mean basically you put it in cakes to make them rise and that's yeah. exactly how my stomach felt that was probably a better um, recovery than putting it yeah in. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so i just had a lot of wind shall we say on the treadmill and i felt bad because it's a public public gym and uh i just couldn't stop farting um but I mean, there was no other side effects other than that. So I think actually that's not for me. That's probably a win. Then um, Friday had eight miles, did six thirties. Uh, I was kind of just experimenting with different loops because it was getting dark. Then Saturday I had this was quite um, quite a short session. So what I what I ended up doing, I ended up studying all day. I thought, oh, it's ten by a minute hills um i can kind of just do that later and to be honest i felt yeah they were quite enjoyable actually it's like i say it's short sweet you can kind of run as hard as you want um so i went up the it's i think it's called king coid or something like that it's proper welsh but basically it's pretty steep 
Um, just did a minute up, jog back down, three mile warm up, three mile warm down. I yeah, my stomach was a little bit ropey that day. Um, but yeah, got it done. Uh, so one of them I had to take a little bit longer recovery. Then Sunday, so I went out Sunday morning. I've lost all my company. Jake's away. Dan long ran on Saturday. David's gone home. So I thought, right, 20 miles on my own. I didn't take any headphones either because I was like, I've actually really enjoyed not listening to music on runs recently. I don't know what it is, but um, yeah, just go out and crack on on my own. So I ended up doing 20 miles, average 555s, um, but probably started a bit slower and the last few were a little bit quicker. So I think uh, one, two, three, four, five. I think the last sort of five miles were like 539, 538s average. Uh, and I felt pretty good. Like I felt full of running. I'm just doing that in the uh, those New Balance 1080s, which I've worn quite a lot in the last couple of weeks. I really, really like them. Um, so yeah, that was my week. Yeah, I think it's the same mileage wise, eighty eight point eight. So similar. Yeah. Um, yeah, just step up this week though. So, um, after a couple of ropey sessions, mm. you told me tonight your your next approach is to run faster. Yeah. Well, how's, how's that going to make you feel better for your sessions? I I don't think so. I I think there's a few reasons I felt a bit shit. Um, and I think a lot of it is probably the hillier runs. So you might can take them as a pinch, like on the face of them, say like 620s or whatever, the Ross, that was probably near a six minute mile in effort. Yeah. Or it was like six, 605. So kind of that, I think once you get used to that, I think um, if you can tolerate it, like I said to you, you can tolerate it without fatigue um, and not breaking down, then I think, in my opinion, you're onto a winner. Um something to just monitor so if it doesn't work it doesn't work but but have you not just seen your week not work because you must have been a bit fatigued do you not think oh uh, yeah maybe but i th- also think i'm still building so i'm not saying like go straight into smashing everything but um as i'm gradually once i've got to a sort of stable plateau in mileage yeah. i think th- at that point how fast are we going you're getting five tens in uh- no, I think I just I just want to run off field. So it's more those recovery runs where I'm running and I'm making myself run slower. Probably just going to let myself run a bit. Yeah, there's a there's a few things in this. I I, I agree with the like running faster the perception, and I was actually I'm actually quite impressed that you know on that mile section you were basically bollocksed and you're still able to pick back up. Like I, I'd have been done off that. Um, I think you just have to be wary from a, a load build perspective that you've done all this hilly runs, all these all these hilly runs, sorry, adding the added in the double days. So you've increased load and intensity, specific load to your calf and Achilles and your ankle complex that you've just had a recent injury from. Then obviously you've reduced recovery because you've added in a few more runs. So if you start layering in everything faster, you might be fine and you might feel better. You're just also at the risk of doing the exact opposite. So yeah. More- so, so firstly, on that the the hilly runs, they're sort of one offs. That was purely because where I was. So the only yeah, reason they were hilly is because I was in London and I wasn't at home, and um, so they yeah. they they won't be continuing. 
So, it, so if, if you consider your, your basically your training load from those two weeks, it's it's being aware that you've pushed that dial up a little bit. And so yeah. like if let's say if you were to get a little niggle in your calf, it's not so much or you've overtrained or you need to back off. You'd need to be like, well, I've just done loads of hills. You might need to back off a few days. Like so, like my my niggle that I got on my shin, that was 100 percent like a bit of it's probably a reactive tendinopathy. Um, I felt it more in the muscle, but uh, there was swelling across the tendon. So I needed to I needed to back off. Sometimes you can push forward. So you're saying that you're going to push forward. So that might work. Just you still have to be aware of the danger, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, I, I 100% am. And the other thing is, as well, with my calves, actually, so I found since I've changed to these New Balance shoes, my calf instantly went, like, almost honestly, almost instantly. So, because you're not running those shitty Nike shoes anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not running. And the only day it felt a little bit. I wouldn't even say tender, but it was just a little bit like niggly. Was that run with Alex and I wore Vermeros because I didn't. That I didn't have any other shoes with me. Um, so one, I'm gonna new ones. Uh, no, no, I don't have the new ones. I've got the sixteens. Um, but I, I'm not. I don't even think I'm gonna bother trying the new ones. I'm just gonna keep running these New Balance because you can run like I got down to 5.30s on Sunday in my run and they're absolutely fine running at that post. Yeah. Um, Shane's questioning what shoes he wants to buy, I think. Josh's um, answer is already... Uh, yeah, you, I, I would say 1080s, mate. I, I've not tried yeah. anything else, but... To be honest, I probably should go whatever's cheapest. Buy both. Uh, we're not made of money like you, mate. Um... Right, shall I go to my weeks? Um, because we've been, it's going to drag on, isn't it? I'll try and skip through as quickly as I can. So the Monday, I did just over 10 mile on my own. So I'd done a big session on Sunday. Was it seven by three, six by three K? Um, and stuck super blasts on 649s, Josh. Flying. Um, well just went out back. It's actually kind of downhill downhill on the way back i was going to do a loop but the road was flooded and i i've ran through that flood before and it's not fun you cut you get so cold and your legs come out and you're like i can't run anyway so 10.2 miles 70 minutes tuesday i met sam in the morning i think it was wet um and I misheard him. I thought he said he wanted to do 10 miles. He said he wanted to do 60 minutes. So I was adding on to make up to 10 miles. So we did seven minute mile in, 70 minutes. He he told me that was his tempo, but he was absolutely fine. So he's sandbagging a bit. Um, but that was all good. Wednesday. Oh, no. So... That Monday and Tuesday, I was a bit worried, actually. Is that the Monday? Yeah, Monday and Tuesday. My foot was still a little sore after the weekend. And then Shane had sort of scared me into a stress fracture. And what I, do. So I, I rested it on the Wednesday because it wasn't getting much better. Um, And I, I think I... Thursday, I went to Suffolk in the 
morning. So I ran with Sam before that. And we did 10 miles at, at seven tens. And my foot was okay, but it wasn't loads. It was, I could still feel it. I got the massage gun on it that afternoon. And it was more in my plantar fascia, sort of quite high up in the arch. It was sore. And once I'd gone into that, it sort of loosened off the rest of the foot. So Friday, I thought I'll test it out on the treadmill. I was going to do a session. So I, I did a warm up, 22 minutes. I think it's 5K. Could feel it a little bit. Once I got into fast running, I couldn't feel it at all. And I couldn't feel it for the rest of the day afterwards. So that confirmed to me it wasn't a stress fracture and it was just tight. Something, whether it's muscle, I don't know what's in, in that area of foot. I've got a new theory on it, which I'll come to in a second. Um, anyway, session was 20 by two minutes, one minute float. Uh, Kenyan fartlek, you do an hour. And what you average is usually meant to be your, your marathon pace. Now, I'm on the treadmill. I'm aware it's it can be a little bit soft. So what I did was, in my head, I had to run the average between the reps of on reps and off reps. So I was like, run, if I run, was it 3.09s on the two minutes and like 3.33s on the one minute, then I'll average 3.22. What I hadn't taken into account is two minutes is longer than one minute. So I kept going through the Ks in 3.15s and I was like, oh, I've messed this up, but I just stuck at it. So I think I averaged like 5.15 for the whole hour. So pretty pleased with that. Uh, as I said, foot was was all good. So my my, my my latest theory on the foot is I think it's from wearing shoes that are a bit tight so like my race shoes right an eight and a half and the Sockney Triumph I bought in an eight and a half are tight so after I wear those I've got a bunion on that left foot that squeezes in and I think that's what's causing it to be sore around that area it's just tightness from that pinch so I'm now not worried basically anyway Friday session all good. Saturday morning, ran with Sam again. We did, he wanted to do a long run, so I did 12 miles, 7, 12, 86 minutes. Had a nice Halloween party in the afternoon, so that was fun of screaming children. Sunday morning, we, the session I wanted to run, well, I changed it a few times. <laughs> i I kind of wanted to run 15, 16 miles, 25K at uh, kind of 335. So is that like 90, 95% marathon pace, something like that. But James was going to do it with me and Ben. So we agreed that we'd run the first 15, 16K at 340. So he could join us. And then me and Ben were going to pick up off that. But I, I don't know. I just wasn't feeling I think because I'd done a session on the Friday, I was still tired, let's be honest. And 
I just wasn't feeling too great. Ben wasn't feeling great. So we did that 10 miles, 16K at about 338s. And then I tried to run 330, but I couldn't settle into that rhythm. It was really hard rhythm to get into. So we went 26, 31, 26, 32, 30, 29, 28, 26, 24, 21, 18. So kind of a bit of a progression run for the last 11K. Um, so we ended up doing almost 17 miles at a decent pace. So not all too bad. Um, well, 17 miles at 5.44s. Then, so that was a three-mile warm-up and cool-down. Um, somebody... Somebody asked me if I was going to round that week up to 100, which would have meant a 21-mile cool-down. So I've, I thought that was probably a bit excessive, maybe. So I must have done 85-ish for that week with day off and no doubles. So kind of the intensity of a 100-mile week. So... Not really much lost there with day off. Nice. Next Monday, I ran an hour with Alex Gibb in the morning. Alex is also doing Malaga. Um, we all we picked up Jim Morris on this run as well, so he's also doing Malaga. And eight miles, seven eight point three miles, seven fifteens. Oh, the clocks had changed, hadn't they? By then. What you two will find out, what's most annoying about the clocks changing, what it means for you boys is you get an extra hour in bed. What it means for us people who have children is those kids don't understand and we probably lose sleep because they, you keep them up too late trying to get them back on time and it just backfires badly. But anyway, um, choose... Oh, no, I, I doubled Monday. So I did... I was in the office. I did an early double. I ran at one. I ran at lunchtime. So did another nearly seven miles at six fifties. That was all good. Tuesday morning, I ran with Sam Price again. This was really wet. We met at the gym. Train line was closed. We had to do a loop, but we did seven tens, ten mile. Wednesday, I was looking after Eliza so I jumped on the treadmill at 8 o'clock and did 10 by 1200 or 400 float and I think from memory I did about 309 pace for the 1200s and maybe like 356 10s 350 pace for the 400 off it was actually i'd probably say easier than the well it was easier than the week before the session the week before just i think it was more how late i did it it just started to i don't know feel quite late because it was um and i didn't really get to sleep much I got to sleep like quite late because I didn't jump off the treadmill to 10 o'clock, then I ate something and didn't get to sleep. Uh, 
Thursday was Eliza's birthday. So I got up with her and then went out after she'd opened some presents and stuff. And I did 90 minutes, 647s, boys, flying on my own when, it, when I'm awake. And I felt a bit tired on this, like sleep tired and didn't think anything of it. Also, Sam is well aware of this. I would say in the last three weeks, I am at close to a 75% hit rate for swallowing a fly on runs and it making me puke gag. So it must be, my mouth must be wide open. There's no fly for that. This reminds me, did I tell you what happened when I did a COVID test the other day? Did yeah. we discuss that last week? I think we did. Horrendous. Yeah, so I I gagged on another fly on that one. Uh, so that was Thursday. So Friday, I woke up and just felt horrific all day. So this is when I bailed on the boys for the Saturday because I just couldn't be sure that I was going to feel any better on the Saturday and I actually had the day off because I just felt so sick I don't quite know what's wrong with me um some sort of gastro but the good news is Saturday morning I woke up and felt better and did 12 miles with Sam 706s went out quite early I think met at like 745 on a Saturday morning very keen us two um now because everybody had done their sessions and I had no one to run with on the Sunday, I I really wanted to do the session, but I thought the wind was awful out here. I don't know what it's like in Lincoln. It was terrible. And I was like, I'm I'm not sure how I feel. I don't want to get a few miles down the road and have to ring up Jenny. So I was like, I'm going to go jump on the treadmill and just see, see what happens. And I felt pretty good once. I, it's the hardest thing about those reps on a treadmill is just concentration. And what I found is it's easier to just watch Netflix and literally just watch something that you can just sort of take your mind off how long it, some of the reps are. And my, I'm aware my treadmill is a bit soft. So the 6K I did at 3.21s, 5K I did at 3.20s, 4K I did at 3.18s, 3K 3.17s, 2K 3.15s, then a K at 3.07. The floats were all at roughly 3.38 because they're about 3.40 pace, but when I was speeding up and slowing down, I think the after the, the last K, I went to about a 3.30 float. And I basically had 4K left to cool down and I couldn't be bothered. So I added in enough K rep at 3.07. So, and what I also did that because I like to annoy Ben Heron because Ben has the same sessions as me and he'd done his the day before. And what I do to all of my sessions is give him his session, then make mine a little bit better. So when he sees them appear on Strava, he gets really annoyed. So that also go from my head was, I'm just going to do another K rep to annoy Ben. So um, all in all, 22 and a half miles at 5.43s on the treadmill. That's and grim. What that I is... said 
what I said to Tom Straw was, I cannot complain about being heat adapted for Malaga because my sweat adaption is incredible. I've done would a lot of treadmill running. Would you recommend it? Um, I do you know what? I don't. I think as long as you appreciate that it's not the same as outside, and it does feel easier sometimes, but you've also got you do. I think people underestimate how good of a training tool it can be if you sort of use it properly. Um, you know, Josh did a session midweek on it and felt that it was fast. I mean, maybe that treadmill was a bit fast, but, you know, I do this on all on the same treadmill, so I know what it compares to other runs I've done. And it got, I say it got tough towards the end, which you'd expect, right? <laughs> when you're hitting 20 miles and doing a K hard. So I got a workout, which I wouldn't have done outside. There was no chance I would have done that. I would have bailed on that session because yeah. if you go for mine, you have to run over some hills and it was so windy. And I could, I would have got into that 6K rep and just gone, no, I'm going to go home. So the, the other opportunity it gives gives me is I could fuel easily. I've got mortar and I had gels. I could just easily take them. So got some good fueling in and it was fine. Um, Sunday evening, go out for a double. There he is. 3.86 miles, seven tens flying. Um, and that meant a week of 92, 93 miles of a day off. So two solid weeks. Like, yes, I want to do a little bit more, but I've not missed that much. Yes, I want to do more outside, but the weather has been grim. I know we're getting soft, but I just, there's honestly, there's not that many good places that are really close to me to do a session. So if I want to do a session, I have to travel and if I'm traveling and then going to run in the wind, I'm like, like Sunday, that session, I didn't start till 9.33, but was back in the house at 11.40, showered and we went out at 12 o'clock. Whereas I could have gone somewhere, been out for hours and it's just sometimes a bit easier. Anyway. Um, I, I do know what you mean though. Like I, I found, again, I don't know if it's, if it's generally worse now, but I never remember running in the rain as much as I have been recently. Yeah, so it's it's been it's it's odd. It just there's been a few days in the last few weeks where it's just constantly rained all. There's been no break. Imagine you, what it's like in Wales. Yeah, I know. You <laughs> had that. I was, yeah, I was thinking this the other day. Like again, and we I think we said that on a pod a few weeks back. Are we just soft? Are we just forgetting that we used to do it? Or but it does you're right, Josh. It does seem like it's always happening. Remember when I said why I wanted to do Malaga Marathon in the first place? Because mm. I thought the timing would mean that we would have the most consistent conditions to train through. And we did last year we did because I trained with Ruth for Valencia and it was it was absolutely fine. Um so what so what I'm trying to say is the inconsistent weather is it's mine and Aaron's fault for choosing a race. Yeah, pretty much. And 
I I also think it's uh yeah, I want it to run for you boys and we all next week. So that'll be the test, you know, that seven K if it's you know, if if we if we can run three twenty twos or whatever, free and feel pretty good, then at least I know how it feels outside. Um and I don't think it like I've done sessions outside, long runs outside, and it's not been too different. It's it's fine. And look, at the end of the day, if it, if I am going a bit easier on the treadmill, maybe that's a good thing. I'm not killing myself. So who knows? Um, right. I don't know where that leads. A Strava leaderboard, I think, which I've only got for <laughs> last week. Um, Jasper McDowell's taken over Jake Barrack. Are you on, on it, Josh? I'm on it. Yeah. Can I do it? Yeah, yeah. Go for it. So, yeah, as Aaron says, Jasper is back on top. He's had enough. So the 140 mile or 143 miles that Jake's been banging out week in, week out, Jasper says that's not enough. So he's gone and done 160 miles. And if anyone was listening to the press conference that Cam Levins uh, did with New York Marathon, he does more than that. I had that in for him. So... Uh, Say that again. How did that end for Cam? You can't win them all, mate. <laughs> <I take it. laughs> uh, yeah, so he's first. Jake is still in second. Um, he's doing uh, Tokyo Marathon. So I spoke to him, actually. He's doing a half in a couple of weeks. So I'll be interested to see how he goes because he has been banging out the mileage. Oh, Tokyo. Um, I, he's going for the head-to-head of Kipchoge then, is he? Uh, is Kipchoge doing Tokyo? Is that announced? I think it. I think it. Where did I get that from? I, I, I don't know, to be honest. Anyway, Kieran Walker is, looks like he's back running. He's done, uh, he did a 22 mile run, 22 and a half miles. So he did 125 for the week. Then on the ladies' side, we have Anya Culling in the lead with 98.5. Um, Lara, oh, they're all three are very close actually. Lara Bromelo, 96.5, and Sally O'Gorman. So Sally and Anya have both been out in font. That's Sally, 94.2. There we go. Some big miles from, from everybody. You know, Valencia is what, four weeks away. Uh, yeah. So looking at that top 10, Logan Smith's doing. Valencia. Um Joe Turner's probably doing some ultra. Perry's doing Valencia, isn't he? He's doing something. Chris you know? Perry. Chris Perry's doing a marathon, hundred percent. Oh my gosh. So, Never did I think I'd hear the day. Yeah. So yeah, marathon season's fast, fast coming on. Talk about Logan Smith and Thiff. I've been chatting with him. Big fan of Super Blasts. So there's enough one for you, Super Blast, Jay. He supports the same football team as you, doesn't he? The opposite. <laughs> I knew Which, that. Um, I'm surprised how much of a, a reasonable man he is if he supports Norwich. Sort of feel quite bad, quite liking him. Don't know if that goes against my morals, but there we go. Anyway, um, any rant? Well, I've got a couple of rants. Can I go with my rants? So you go first. First rant. 
we're coming into the big cold season, as in illnesses. And I am fed up of people telling me how ill they are on a common of their own Strava run. Or worse, how ill they are while they're racing. Um, there's, there was a few of those at the weekend for Mansfield and a few of those boys who said they were ill uh, ran pretty hard. So I don't think they know what ill is, is my my first I, run. I feel like you are you are a very good person to, you know, to assess that too. If you're truly sick or ill, you are not running hard or steady. It's It's impossible. Um, so yeah, and it worse still is when they keep mentioning it on the day afterwards or the day after that, saying, Oh, still ill, but still running, like just stop. <laughs> anyway, that's the first one. Josh, Josh is included in that because he did it the other week. Um, second, I didn't, I didn't know put on Strava, I was ill. No, you didn't, but you told me, so that's counts. Um, <laughs> second is we're in marathon season. Why are so many people doing back-to-back-to-back-to-back marathons? People doing like four marathons in two months and almost expecting decent results. In I mean, me and Shane had a bit of a chat about this. And, you know, as coaches, we see this a fair bit. And it's it's quite difficult to sometimes have that conversation with people that you can't really run two marathons in the space of four weeks and perform well at both of them it's you you might do you some people pull it off don't get me wrong but you can't be disappointed or or question training or anything when you do that type of thing and i don't know if this is if it's a bit of a strava influencer kind of re there's a lot of those influencers who seem to do every marathon going and and it sort of gets glorified a bit too much yeah and i i think there's a bit coming in from like the the rise of popularity in ultra distance running as well um because there's it's performance in ultra distance running sometimes is completing it um so it's so sure you can go and do marathons back to back quickly and get them done and it's challenging, but it doesn't mean you're performing those marathons anywhere near close to your capability capability for marathon. And that seems to have trickled down into influencer culture where they're certainly either they think that's what they're able to do, or they're claiming that's what they're able to do, or that they're going to try and do. Like when when do you see the world's best marathon runners doing marathons that close together? It, it's my, Massive rarity. It's been, as you say, it's been done on the odd occasion, but we're talking not something percent of elite runners. Um, so it's just a bit silly. But if you want a challenge and you want to do that, that's fine. Just accept yeah. that it's not yeah. a performance challenge. It's a, it's a it's a toughness challenge. Yeah, that's because I I think what happens is people then don't respect the recovery from the marathon because that's another thing that. I've seen, yeah. you know, a lot in the last few weeks is people just going straight back into to running like they haven't done 26 miles hard. It's 
give your body chance to recover otherwise you just just end up breaking like you will at some point if you keep doing that anyway yeah. any more rants or are we we good uh, mine's not massive rant it's just on i'm just i hate ratty dogs <laughs> like on my on my run i commented on, on my or oh, added to my description on sunday big dogs i don't mind it's them ones where they it's might as well just not like exist me. yeah exactly you're the the your dog uh equivalent where they're, they're running around and i just don't want to trip over them and i guess the point where now if they run in front of me i don't stop or slow down if i kick it i kick it i genuinely don't care and the only thing that ever goes through my mind is you know when they're sort of running in front of you was it ronaldinho used to have that thing where you wouldn't move and they could just ping the ball like chip it or was it ronaldo one of the two no, ronaldinho yeah that's what I think about when I'm running by little ratty dog. You think, get underneath the belly of one of them. That's going in the taff. It's Anchorman. Oh, I've not seen that. Kicks back oh. into the river. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, honestly, I would love to do. I just, like, the, and the owner, they'll even be like, oh, sorry. Fuck off. Just put it on a lead. Like, I don't want it near me. That's my only rant. Mm. I sort of, I agree in some parts, but they are just walking their dog, a lot of people. Yeah. I agree, but it tends to be an owner issue. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But if I if I but ran yeah, at yeah. them, if I ran at them and jumped up them, I don't think they'd be too impressed. Yeah, we'll do that instead. I think that's what you're yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Let's go. Let's go to some news. First bit of news. Kelvin Kipton's doing Rotterdam. Um sub two attempts. He's dodging, he's dodging the races again. Um, but is he going to do the Olympics? Surely. Have you seen? Have you seen he's got a brother? No. He's got a brother who serves a doping ban. Who he, he ran like two oh six, not so long ago, after his doping ban. So interesting. Interesting. So he's. I think he's on his IWF profile. I think he's like 38, 39. Kelvin Kipton is apparently, what, 23? But he's got like a a 20-year-old son, isn't he? I have no idea. It's, it's got like an eight-year-old, I think, which it's... There's a lot of but... a lot of smoke and mirrors around Kelvin Kipton, isn't there? Um, So... We'll see, maybe sub two, but he's missing out on some big money at London to do that. So we'll see. You don't know how much Rotterdam are paying him. Not as much as London. They haven't got the budget. I saw there was something about the budgets. He'd get paid a lot more at London, but we will see. The other thing, Nike haven't even really recognised it, have they? So I was thinking about this. Rotterdam, is that not sponsored by NN? Uh, his, uh, isn't his agents part of the race or something? Global Sports. Yeah. So Global probably manage it. I'm assuming that is the link there, and that's why he's doing it. But it, it made me think, I was like, I wonder if that there's going to be a link and he will join NN. I don't know. That's complete speculation on my part, but 
Uh, Galaxo Kipton's management is quite friendly with NN, something like that. Um, yeah. Uh, his agent is Mark Costinians, who's the elite field coordinator. There you go. Uh, um, it's yeah. <laughs> On here it says he's twenty three years old. Debatable. Um, what else have we got? Everyone leaving Barrowman Track Club. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, Excellent. to me, that's got to be that Jerry is spending more time on the Oregon Uni setup. Yeah, it surely. I mean, in a in an Olympic year for all those big names, yeah, jump ship. So, um, who was it? Elise Cranny, uh, Cooper Tier, Grant Fisher. And then Mark Scott left last year. So did uh, somebody else. Centro. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All all leaving. Um, talking of US, have you seen the US trials? Is coming up on February, I think February the third, and they've been trying to push for this to be starting earlier because it's in Florida, and I think they're starting at like closer to 10 a.m um which would mean they're running in quite hot temperatures um so it's an odd one because isn't paris going to be warm so why are they is it must just be recovery they're worried about yeah but i've i've not looked too much into it to be honest yeah, I, I think the the other the odd thing is isn't Paris I think the Paris course is quite hilly. Yeah. And this trials course is flat. But you remember the last one they did was really hilly. Atlanta. The, the trials was really hilly, but then Tokyo was really flat. So some odd things going on with that marathon organization. Um but we will see. Um running Result news. So from previous week that we missed, Frankfurt Marathon was on. So from a British perspective, Tom Anderson was quickest with a 2.12.52, which was just outside his PB from Seville in February. Um, he's now part, part of the Hocker setup. And Chris Rainsford, who, who works for Hocker, he also ran 2.21.02. Um, so good return from Chris. Henry Hart of Belgrade, 2.23. In the women's, Josh's old boss went out sub 2.40 pace. Steph McCall, she came back with a, a 2.49.38. Have you spoke to Josh? Yeah, she's she's. I think she's done with marathons. That's probably how the phrase she used. Okay. Um, the races were won by Missoy, um, Brimin Missoy in 2.04. 53 and get a chew Gadetta in 219.27. It looked a bit wet in Frankfurt, but typically is. It's kind of, yeah, it looked otherwise. It looked okay, I think. Um, New York from the weekend. Josh was watching this, I know. Um, so we'll start with the men's, and it was Tamarit Tola who, who pulled away at around mile 20. To, to take the win in 204.58, a new course record, which takes Jeffrey Mutai's course record since 
stood since 2011. Um, he won by nearly two minutes in the end, which is is the biggest win at New York since the year 2000. Conditions were apparently perfect. Um, I know New York is is tricky. Uh, they the men went through half in 62:45, so slight negative split from Tola, uh, but Tola Tola went hard around 17 miles and just broke clear and and the only question that remained and josh was convinced that tola was going to catch the lead women who who started 25 minutes before him and he did play all but the top i don't know he definitely he caught molly huddle with like two and a half three miles to go or something so i actually know why he didn't end up catching them because I saw a stat on Instagram earlier. The last 2.1K, Helen O'Beary ran faster than Tola. Yeah. I've, I've, That's impressive. I'm going to come to that. Was it like six six 6.30-something for the last? Yeah. Which is is rapid. Yeah, so um, talking about the, the... We'll go to the women quickly and we'll go back to the men. Um yeah, Helen O'Beary, she ran a 4.52 last mile, which is hilly. <laughs> it's finishes on a hill. Um, and she took, yeah, she took the win in 2.27.23, just ahead of uh, of G'day. And they gapped, was it Lichetti in third? Uh, with probably about half a mile to go. And Josh... Josh also, like me, pretty convinced G'day probably could have won if she wasn't so fussed about playing around with her necklace and her kit and her shorts and everything else in that last mile. The the only thing I've ever seen in a running race, which is more off-putting than the running, is the time at Highgate where you dropped out because you got hair gel in your eye. Yeah. It's true. It's actually wax. Honestly, a hair wax. <laughs> there we go. Um, but I don't. I, I there was a thread on on Let's Run about it. I didn't go into it, but some sort of kit malfunction was going on. But her necklace was was bizarre. Um, and you just think from what I thought is it was, hasn't she run like sixty two for a half? And yeah, sixty two for uh, she's run. I think it was one second faster than Adam Clark. And I always four, like to get that stat in. And 14.03? 06, I think. I I would have thought she'd have, you know, off. so we talk about the race, you know, it was unbelievably slow. Like, even up until 35k, I think mile 19 was still a 6.04 mile. And for the, for the women, you know, still running, those women running outside 2.30 pace, for most of the race, you would have thought G'day had more left in her than than I know. You know, don't get me wrong, Abiri finished very very well. But if you had a a five k race between G'day and Abiri, I think you put the money on G'day still. So, yeah, close. I don't know at the moment, probably. Well, yeah, I mean, Abiri's been away from the track for a while now, but. Um, 
but yeah, it was, it was, it was so slow. I think through, I can't remember what the half split was, but was it something like seventy four? Because all the Americans were there as well, weren't they? I think it's seventy four mid or something. I think um, the thing is when when they're running that pace, if it was me in their position, I would probably just want to run a little bit quicker to make it a bit more of a natural race. If that makes sense, not like silly, silly, but that to me, I mean, they're, they're top end steady running. Yeah, I idea. Um, if we just go back to the the men's race, there's a couple of other bits I wanted to go with. Uh, King Ches debuted in two eleven oh seven. I think he went out quite hard and faded. Uh, Tam Levin's DNF. I did see his his comment on Instagram saying he wasn't injured. It just wasn't happening for him for whatever reason. So shame that. Cam couldn't pull off a, a big run because he was up there at the start, wasn't he? He was in that pack early on, but at some point faded away. And then Andy Butchart from the UK, he dropped out just after 18 miles. Um, again, I've seen on Instagram, he wasn't injured. It just was one of some something was happening on the day, which looking at splits was a bit bizarre, wasn't it? Because it wasn't crazy he didn't go crazy fast or anything but don't know what quite happened yeah not sure right um cross country relays on saturday gone as we said there's been plenty of rain around so uh i thought it would be muddy it looks kind of muddy on on the videos i've seen did they change the course site this year I don't think so. I, I was trying to write this out from the stream. Apparently, it was a little bit different. Oh, um, really? Different. Apparently, it was a bit shorter than normal. And then, so where where they cut that out, Shane? Um, apparently, my my source is as reliable right. as a normal source. Um, that I think you ran closer to the lake. Yeah. And then, certainly for the men's race, I think the finish was further back. So. Yeah. You, the lap might like you basically didn't do two laps if that makes sense yeah oh, so okay you, you know when you know when you, you started off you used to go and do go right around that field yeah yeah you've got some work going on there i re something's happening over up there so they took you close to the lake which yeah is what shane said pretty much oh so yeah a very small difference so. but as shane said i don't think you do two full lap well I think they, I think they brought the. I can't, I can't remember. I think they brought the finish a bit further up the straight. Yeah. So that you, you had short a shorter second lap, I think. But I, I'm, I'm just going off what someone said. It was there. So anyway, um, men's men's race was won by Cambridge and Coleridge. They were uh, anch anchored. Is that the last leg? Anchored by Callum Elson. Who, who just held off Will Barnacote in a in a big sprint finish? Reading Callum's Instagram or whatever, he said he just tried to keep it ninety five percent effort, and then waited for Will to catch up, and then just made sure he had something left to to finish him off, which worked worked well. Um, so they they took the win in so four four times five k apparently, 
62.04 for the win. Two seconds ahead of Old Shot. And in third was Highgate, who were cup who were 30 seconds back. On the women's side, Belgrave Harriers took the win. Actually, I probably should say the Cambridge team, shouldn't I? Who was it? Callum Elson, Jack Gray, Tom Keane, did he run? Yeah, Tom Keane and Jap, Jonathan Escalante for that. Oh, it says it right in front of me. Um, <laughs> Belgrave Harriers took the win in the women's. Their team was Kate Axford, Gemma Astin, Sarah Astin. That is the team because it's free. Um, <laughs> they took the win 40 seconds clear of Old Shot, Farnham and District, and their B team was another 30 seconds back in bronze. Then... What else we got on the Sunday? Richard Burton 10k, which is somewhere in Wales, Josh. It's my, near my end, near the Port Talbot. Quite I, hilly, would recommend, I would recommend never going near it. Um, Talbot, that's where that big plant, that factory is. Exactly, yeah, you know it. Uh, yeah, it is quite hilly. Anyway, uh, King of Wales, Darry Griffiths. I thought you were going to I didn't run. Um, he took the win in 30.09, a minute clear of Michael Ward and Johnny Hopkins in the women's. Carol Edwards took the win in 35.46, ahead of Olivia Sim and Hannah Williams. Lastly, on Sunday in, I think, Hyderabad in India was the World 50K. And this was part self-funded, I think, for for most of them this year. I want to point out, I think the only reason we should cover this is for Andy Davis. This is not on my my list of events. I'm going to get that out straight away. Yeah, I suppose I'll come to Andy. Andy Hayes was running as well. Um, on the women's side, Carla Mol- Molinaro took the win for GB in 3.18. She was 43 seconds ahead of American Andrea, Andrea Pomeranski. And in bronze was Sarah Webster of GB. Uh, Anna Brace Girdle was a f- couple of minutes back in 3.20 and Rachel Hodgson in 320, so they took the team win. On the men's side, uh, from the Brits, Will Mycroft was ninth in 2.55. Uh, Andy Davies ran 2.57 and Andy Hayes 2.58 and Ollie Garrard 3.12. The from what I saw on Andy Davis's draft, didn't the temperatures start at 22 and finish at 28 or something? So pretty warm and probably pretty humid in Hyderabad. So, um, you know, if Andy Davis... I'd looked at his Strava. If Andy Davis run 257 for 50k, that's what's going through 42k in, in about 228, 29... Well, the, the, didn't the winner run 322s? Mate, I don't know. I, I haven't seen the actual... I, I, I only saw it on Instagram, but I'm pretty sure the winner ran 322s, which is what is a marathon in three, uh, 221? 222. 222, okay. So what, and, what we're looking at, 322s. <laughs> so Andy ran... I'm just... Uh, unsurprisingly, it's not in his top. A uh, few marathons. Well, what, I know when um, the Spanish guy Iriats ran it the other year, he kind of went through the marathon in like two fifteen, didn't he? So, um, 
you know, significantly quicker course. Um, and didn't the American win it? Um, who always runs Boston? Deb, what's her name? No idea. Shane, help me out. Oh, um, Desi, Desi Linden. I'm yeah. sure I've won it the other year. Anyway, that's it, boys. We've been going on for a good hour and a half somehow. Um, anything interesting coming up in your lives next week? Um, anything happening? No, I don't think so. To be honest, I'm up to twenty two mile a sun twenty two mile Sundays. It's gonna be a shock to the legs. But other than that, that's about it, really. So what? You'll be fifteen weeks out on Sunday. I think I was fifteen weeks out yesterday. Uh, I'm just looking now. Okay. Yeah, f- 15 weeks out yesterday, so 14 weeks this coming Sunday. It, it's amazing how quickly it comes around, isn't it? Mm, yeah, me and Shane know about that. <laughs> how are you two feeling? Shane? Petrified. What date is your race? 10th of December. So December 10th? Yeah. Same day as Telford. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, so when you're closing Telford in the last couple of K just spare a thought for, for me and Shane <laughs> probably still at mile 15 crawling yeah I'll be clo- closing the last 10 miles Four, uh, 540 pace I'll, I'll say that <laughs> <laughs> a big improvement on last attempt Um, Shane we're hopefully got a little session in Newark on Sunday yeah so I'll just be spending the whole week being really excited for that yeah, my favourite part of uh, last week was I was I was ill on Friday and Jenny had a 12-week scan. So I was in, in the hospital and all of a sudden I just got bombarded with texts because I, because I told a few people who were, were coming. And what they don't realise is what the Lincoln boys are like about organising a session. The Lincoln boys... You're included in that, yeah, by the way. I know. A session will not be confirmed until the morning of the session. You're lucky if you get a confirmation an hour before. It's usually like a rough time and they'll confirm it while you're driving up. And then you'll get there and it will change a couple of times because Tom will be unsure of the wind. So these boys all start messaging me at nine o'clock, asking me all these questions and I'm just like, Newark, half eight. Let's go with that. But then I've got Tom messaging me saying I've got a glute niggle. I'm sitting there feeling ill. Shane's barely running. I'm like, I don't know if I can commit everyone to this because I don't want them to turn up and then be the only few running. So anyway, hopefully next week's better. Um, I've got Eliza's swimming birthday party. She's got like a, you know, like most women, they have like birthday months. She's a... Dragged on her birthday for another couple of weeks to to fit in that. So that's what I'll be doing Saturday morning. Um, anything else, boys? Are we done? We are done. We are done. Right. See you next week. See uh, you next Tuesday. Right. <laughs>